welcome back to Hunter Larry's coverage of the NBA playoffs. We've got a lot to talk about um, on this Saturday. Sorry if we weren't able to do it yesterday, but we're here now on a normal day, so I guess it all worked out in the end. I'm here with my co-host, Sam. Sam, how are you doing on this uh, wonderful Saturday? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great, and we got a lot of basketball to talk about, so let's get right to it. And the first thing we got to talk about is the announcements uh, with Nikola Jokic winning the MVP. That was pretty much expected. And uh, Rudy Gobert winning de- the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, both those awards were presented um, at their home courts because they couldn't do the uh, NBA award show, which is how they used to do it. So that's uh, pretty exciting for me. Um, but uh, we'll talk about the impact on those games uh, later. But first, let's talk about the Sixers and the Hawks. And last night, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, they took a 2-1 to series lead. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid both had uh, 20 and 10-point games. And Sam, you know, if those co-stars are clicking like that, do you see the Hawks winning game for, uh, even if Trey Young goes for something like 40? No, I don't. I just think that uh, those two are just too dominant. So I don't see the Hawks being able to win game four. I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think the Trion can carry them um, if he gives enough. But um, if they play exactly the way they played last night, I mean, they were just clicking on all cylinders. And the Hawks just had no chance. But um, a great series to watch, and uh, we'll see if the Hawks can make it a series again. I think that game is on uh, Sunday, um, the game four. But moving on to another intriguing series, uh, the Nets versus the Bucks. The Nets lead 2-1. to one. The Bucks managed to pull off. Uh, winning game three, and uh, you know now it's kind of a series again. You know they still got to win game four to make it two two, uh, but game three was a classic grudge match uh, as the Bucks win eighty six to eighty three in a tie battle of the finish. And um, it is amazing to me that they were able to um, hold one of the greatest offensive teams ever, minus James Harden, um, to eighty three points in a playoff game. Such unbelievable defense there. Um, do you think, Sam, that Milwaukee can hold Brooklyn to this type of a number uh, in Game 4? Do you think they're going to need to uh, shoot the ball a little bit better? Um, I just I don't see them being able to keep, like you said, the greatest offense, and possibly of all time, uh, to 80, 83 points again. I just don't think that there is a way that it could happen. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that um, Brooklyn, they're going to come out with a little bit of vengeance. And, you know, even the Bucks, their crowd has been great. So I see a good situation for them. Maybe the Nets score like 95 points. But, uh, you know, the supporting cast for the Bucks just has to play better. Giannis and Chris Middleton had great games. But uh, Brooke Lopez uh, and guys like um, uh, Pat Connaughton, you know, just the whole Andrew Holiday, you know, those type of guys that didn't step up really big and uh, get the job done. Uh, but we'll see if they can make that a series. I think that game four uh, will be tonight, Saturday night. So uh, we'll be fun to watch that one. And moving out west, we got the Jazz versus the Clippers. The Jazz lead 2-0. to zero. Uh, Rudy Gobert obviously won um, you know, the Defensive Player of the Year award on the court in game two. And, you know, that should have fired up uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to play some great defense with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, but they did not. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has averaged 41 points, 4.5 assists, and 3 rebounds in the series. He's been dominant. Those are Jordan-like numbers. Um, you know, the, the Jazz only won games one and two by combined nine points, though. And if the Clippers can slow them down slightly, they should be able to win in L.A. So, Sam, my question to you is, in game three, who would you rather have guard uh, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George or Kawhi? 
I gotta go with Kawhi. He just is a better player, and there's not much more to it. All right. Um, you know, I think that I completely agree with you. Um, Paul George guarded him for most of the game in uh, game two, but, you know, he just wasn't up to it. I think that Donald Mitchell was just a little bit too quick for him. You know, I think Kawhi can make up for that quickness uh, with his, you know, massive hands. So he can poke the ball away a little bit um, when Donovan tries to go around him. Um, but something was said yesterday by Stephen Ray Smith. He said, Donovan Mitchell, even if he retired tomorrow, would be the greatest player in Utah Jazz history. Now, I know Stephen Ray Smith is a little bit wild, but Sam, is there any any uh, evidence to back up this claim? Um, No, there's not. I, I don't understand why he would say that that just completely disses John Stockton and Carl Malone um I think that Carl Malone is the uh greatest jazz player of all time but I mean I wouldn't even put Donovan Mitchell third I'm not sure who I would but but that's a little a little crazy well Stephen Smith is a little bit crazy but um yeah I gotta agree with you here you know, obviously, um, you know, you got to put together a body of work in the NBA, and especially, you know, comparing yourself to uh, Carmelo and John Stockton, who played together for 18 years, you know, made the playoffs every single time. So, you know, he's got a lot, a lot of work to do. I think Stephen A. Smith is a little bit uh, wild on this one. But in the uh, Suns Nuggets series, the Suns looking for a sweep as they're up 3 0. Um, and uh, so, Nikola Jokic got his MVP on the court. And they definitely fired up Devin Booker and Chris Paul. They went well. They went crazy in this game. Uh, they dominated the Suns. They dominated. I mean, excuse me, the Nuggets. They dominated them the whole series. Um, in Game Three, Nikola Jokic he played incredible. He had thirty points, twenty rebounds, and eleven assists. And so you know that create kind of creates this rift that we've been missing with the uh, NBA award show. So Sam, do you like presenting the MVP on the court now? Um, no. I just think that you're right. It it creates a. I mean, it does kind of. I don't know. I'm kind of wishy washy on it, but but uh, it definitely changes the players' attitudes, which I think could be looked at as a as a positive. I think it's a complete uh, positive in my my eyes because it creates this, you know, sort of. It creates like this mentality of this person is supposed to be better than me, and I think that it just fires everyone else and the other team up. Like uh, some great examples, uh, like David Robinson and Akeem Olajuwon. Nineteen ninety-five, David Robinson gets the MVP on the court. Akeem Olajuwon dominates him for the whole series. You get obviously Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan in nineteen ninety-three. So it creates these awesome, you know, side storylines. I think it's just better for the game. But um, obviously, I think they're going to continue the NBA award show because that's extra revenue, and you know, it's just a whole other thing that people will watch. But um, I love it, and it's at least here to stay uh, for this year. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Nope. All right, that is going to do it uh, for this little NBA update. When, when you'll hear us on Tuesday.